Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to discuss the six benefits of using or adding a self-service photo booth to your event. You start? Sure. Which is admittedly a little self-serving <laughs> uh, to our brand. I couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> So, Pixelated as a company, uh, we used to be a full-service photo booth company. Uh, we are no longer a full-service photo booth company. Uh, our main focus is on providing software to uh, marketing firms and brands, but we still obviously have photo booths. We have self-service photo booths that are really great, the Pixie Tab and the Pixie Tab Plus. If you haven't, you should check them out. We also have an amazing virtual photo booth called the Pixie Web, which again, can be used for small events, can also be used for big brands like Pandora. Uh, there's really a, a lot that can be done with the, the software that we make, and we're not the only self-service photo booth company out there, so if we don't fit your bill, by all means, go search the interwebs for uh, one of our competitors that maybe is a better fit for exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, and leading up to this, I, I think it's like it's fair to acknowledge that the full-service photo booth industry uh, exists for a variety of reasons. One is because that's how we've come to expect vendors that are um, present at our events to kind of work. But the other side of it is that um, when photo booths started, uh, they were they were clunky and they were large, and the software. Uh, that ran them was um, was not the most uh, efficient or, or linear in the world, and you needed a technician that was there that understood the ins and outs of them um, to be able to troubleshoot it. Um, fast forward to 2020, um, software, particularly ours, Pixie Cloud, uh, is really robust and it's easy to use and it's plug and play, and it no longer dictates the need for um, that professional that has like a ton of experience with working with it, um, and it's allowed us to create. A, a fully shippable version of the, you know, the the photo booth kiosks that we've come to love and appreciate at our live events. So that would be the preamble. <laughs> I do love that word. To these six tips. Do you remember the six tips? Now that our list has gone dead on us, I'll figure it out. All right, you start with number one. I'm gonna plug it in. Uh, all right. So number one. This is an important one for uh, our current uh, situation. It does not require extra bodies to be in the room. So. For uh, a COVID-19 world, uh, the current reality we're living in, it helps you keep the number of people at your event down and it keeps uh, things a little bit safer. So it's easier to wipe down. Uh, our, ours and actually most of our competitors' self-service photo booths are much smaller and more compact uh, so that they're lightweight and can be moved around rather easily. So they're easier to wipe down um, and they're not gonna have that extra person in the room so there doesn't have to be a stranger at your event. Um, and again, specifically in today's world, if you're having a small event, you will probably have a hard cap at how many people you're allowed to have at your venue. And the less vendors you can have, um, or vendor staffing that you can have, the better off you'll be. Uh, so a self-service photo booth is gonna allow you to have one less person in the room, uh, or one more person, I guess, uh, as the case might be. And uh, it will be overall a safer experience for, uh, for everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. So uh, number two would be you're not going to be limited by um, by choosing your photo booth from a yeah it's dead you're you're you're, yeah, you're dead in the water we're going to figure this out. <laughs> uh, you're not going to be limited by uh, the amount of hours that you rent it for. So typically with staffed event services, you know, like you're renting a two-hour photo booth, you're renting a four-hour photo booth. Um, whereas with our self-service units, they rent kind of exclusively um, by the day and uh, and by the feature that you're adding on there. So a ton more flexibility. 
flexibility when it comes to um, how you want it to fit in and not needing to worry about like, oh, like can I budget for three hours or should I only budget for two hours and have it just during cocktail hour? Kind of sky is the limit. Yeah. And a happy segue off of that, and I know this isn't next on our list, Pat, but it just feels like it's uh, serendipitous and I need to jump on it. Uh, it also allows you to be a little bit more flexible with where it's going to be in your event or when it's going to be in your event, as the case might be. As Pat said, uh, the more traditional staff photo booths have some pretty hard start and stop times. If you get a two-hour booth, it's up and running for two continuous hours. You have to pay extra if you want there to be a break in between, you have to pay staffing charges, and that can all cause uh, some headaches for your event planning. With a self-service booth, again, they're pretty lightweight, they can be pretty easily moved around. Ours are completely wireless, so they can be moved anywhere in your event. Um, you can pick it up, move it from room to room. If you're having a cocktail hour, uh, so let's say it's at your wedding reception, uh, you're having a cocktail hour, you want it to be in there so that while guests are getting their drinks and their uh, hors d'oeuvres, they can take pictures and have fun uh, and you know, loosen up a little bit. And then you sit down for the dinner. Obviously, you don't need a photo booth for that. Then the real show starts, the reception, everyone's on the floor, dancing, having a good time. You set it back up in the reception hall and have it running right up in, uh, right up in Adam. Uh, and the same thing can be said for conferences. You can move it to a pre-conference area, into the conference room, onto the expo floor. There's really no limits. It allows you to have a lot more flexibility in how you use it and the way you plan around it. Yeah, and so like, and to piggyback off of that, and this will be uh, point four, but um, I, the, the, the flexibility is huge, right? So like, yes, you can move it you know, from one place in the cocktail hour to near the dance floor during the party afterwards, whatever the case may be. Uh, the other thing that you can do is for a nominal fee, you can add additional days. So if we are talking about a wedding and you want, uh, you want the rehearsal dinner to have a cool photo booth or you want the brunch that comes the next day you know, on Sunday morning after the event to have a cool photo element, you know, hiring a photographer to come in for that night before or that morning after um, is gonna be expensive. Uh, hiring a photo booth for either of those two days is going to be uh, completely impossible for the most part. You know, like a, a general staff photo booth rental is gonna you know, run you somewhere between $700 and $1,200 for an event. So clearly not something that the budget will cover for uh, the rehearsal dinner or for the, the morning brunch. But if you've got like a cool self-service kiosk um, where you can even, uh, were you to choose, customize the designs for that night before or the, or the morning after and have that fun photo moment there when the party is becoming more intimate. You know, usually the rehearsal dinner isn't the whole wedding. It's, it's you know, your immediate, it's your wedding party. It's your important friends and family. So that's another great way uh, and good, good value reason to add it. Absolutely. Uh, and then next up for me, uh, it allows you to be more creative. Uh, so what I mean by that is, obviously there's some things you can do that are creative with, uh, you know, a, a traditional staff photo booth, uh, but you really are kind of limited to what they have uh, in stock or in inventory, or you're gonna have to pay extra for it typically. Uh, with something like this, you know, you can make your own props, you can go buy props off of Etsy, they're super cheap. Um, you can create a really cool backdrop that maybe uh, wouldn't work with a, a more traditional, larger staffed photo booth. Um, so yeah, there's ways you can use it. Again, it's not just being creative with how it fits into your overall event plan um, or how you're even using it for a multi-day event, um, but also just what the actual experience is gonna be like for the attendees. Uh, so again, because it can be moved around, you can create different props for different sections. You can create different backdrops. Uh, you can have it put in front of your, if you have a chocolate fountain or something, you can have it in front of that. There's fun things you can do with it uh, that are a little bit more outside the box uh, than uh, 
what would happen if you got a traditional photo booth where you're just gonna more than likely have a plain white backdrop uh, and a guy pressing the, the screen to take the picture. Um, so again, have more fun with it, get some creative props in there, uh, get something that's unique to you and uh, really make it sing and be on brand for either you as a person or you as a company. Chocolate fountain, huh? I, I don't know why that came to my head. Is that Leslie's idea or yours? Because <laughs> then you I have the photo with guy helping to touch the screen but dipping his... Yeah, no, that's gross. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Sorry, guys. Uh, so last and not least, more room in the budget. So yeah, whether um, whether you're paying for your wedding yourself and you're just going to keep some extra ducats in the bank, um, or uh, you're looking for more money to play with inside of your budget, uh, white backdrop, linen backdrop photo booths are no longer the thing to do. Uh, your photo booth is only as good as the awesomeness that comprises your backdrop. And maybe you want to create something amazing in DIY and you need a little bit of extra dollars for streamers. Maybe you want to um, to buy that awesome Lushra balloon pack uh, and have that at your wedding and now you can splurge and have the auto balloon filler upper uh, <laughs> instead of having to blow them all up or get your mom or dad to do it. Um, extra extra room in the budget, you know, like our, uh, our staffless photo booths um, mean that our prices can be more affordable because we don't have to pay staff to bring them and to provide them uh, inside of your event. So um, value tip number six is more money in the budget. Absolutely. And again, the thing to keep in mind is no matter which uh, self-service kiosk you're looking at, there's things to look for. It being wireless is going to be really helpful. Um, the big issue with, uh, with your full-service booths is they typically need to be within 15 feet of a plug. There are a lot of venues that just don't have that. I am personally getting married in a barn that was converted into a wedding venue. While there are a lot of plugs, uh, where I want to put the booth would not work if I had to have it within 15 feet of it. Um, so keep things like that in mind. Um, with ours, there's a queuing system, so if the internet goes down, uh, you don't lose your photos, and as soon as it gets Wi-Fi, it'll just shoot them all back out. Um, so keep things like that in mind. It also affords you a little bit more flexibility in the way that you can work within your venue. Um, and also talk to your venue owner, wedding coordinator, whomever, uh, about what your plans are to make sure that it'll work. Um, but yeah, again, just keep in mind, it requires a little bit more upfront work uh, than maybe a traditional booth, photo booth would, uh, but you can create a much cooler experience that is much more unique to you. Yep, totally. So hopefully uh, you have found this episode helpful. It has encouraged you to um, to go ahead and click buy uh, on that that you know like e-commerce driven rental, uh, some kind of staffless solution, and and maybe even more if you're if you're seeing other. Uh, other vendors, other things that would uh, typically have staff, uh, and there's a new version of it that is out there that is staffless. Um, hopefully some of this information will encourage you to dig a little bit deeper and see if there's um, more space that you can create in your budget. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Pixelated Podcast. Uh, before you go, if you could remember to rate, review, and subscribe, your reviews help us find a broader listener base, as well as ensure that you're notified each time we publish a new episode. So without further ado, I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. Peace.